If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Come Along Pond, a Doctor Who discussion podcast with your best friends, Elliot and Damla. How are you, Elliot? I'm really good. How are you, sweetie? I'm good. Yeah. Um, I'm all right, you know. I'm all right. So we're just going to get to the knit and grit. We have another email. We do have another email. This was sent in the same block as the last one, so I'm sorry that it's taken another episode to get your email read out, but we wanted to give this one the full attention it deserves without having to worry about time, etc. We don't like rushing these things. We like to take time with the emails because they mean a lot to us and we don't ever want to just brush over them quickly. That's not how we do things. Exactly. So, this is an email from Carl, and Carl says, Hi, you two. I came across the pod about a week ago searching for a new who? New Who? New Who, as in like, um, New Who as in uh, the the revival. That's what they mean. Yeah, what I mean is there's there's a question that I'll ask you on the on the mic because they've 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 included a question just even in that phrase there. Oh, okay. But it's hard okay. to express that verbally, so we'll get back to it. Um, I was searching for a New Who podcast. You guys instantly got me hooked with your cheery and positive vibes. It's great to know that the community has people like the both of you. 
Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Throughout the week, I've listened to all your episodes. Again, very brave. Now I'm all yeah. caught up, I've realised I won't be the first emailer, but hopefully I can be the third. Well, Carl, I'm afraid to say you are not quite the third, but I appreciate the effort. Yeah. <laughs> the Christmas Invasion was my first episode when I was seven. I turned on my TV after having a Christmas meal to witness hundreds of people stood atop buildings. I thought it was real. Then, for some reason, carried on watching it. When I saw a spaceship over London, I genuinely thought it was EastEnders briefly. I couldn't take my eyes off the screen throughout. When Ten walked out of the TARDIS and said, Did you miss me? That was the moment I fell in love with the show, even if I didn't understand what was going on at the time. So, this is my question to the pod this week. What is the single most standout scene, slash quote, that made you fall in love with the show? Doesn't have to be from your first episodes. Sorry for the long message. Thanks for keeping us all entertained in these scary times, and I look forward to what you guys do in the future. Carl, well... Carl, thank you. Wonderful. For keeping us entertained with a wonderful email. I really appreciate it. I love any email that people send, but especially when there's questions accompanying it, because it gives us something to gives us something to think about. It's so much fun. Yeah. Thank you for the kind sentiment. Um, thank you. So the first question up top is just that they Carl here has asked uh, sort of in brackets, uh, is it new who as in N U W H O or New Who? Separate words. I like the one word compound n u w h o personally that's how i like it yeah um but you can spell it how you want but i like new who new who so demlog what is the single most standout scene or quote that made you fall in love with the show i think for me casting my mind back a tad i do obviously new earth made me fall in love with the show that was my first episode i think a moment that made me fall in love with the show no, it was, it was, no, it was just, it was Billy and David, their chemistry, their charm. That's what made me fall in love. It's not a specific moment. It's, for me, I really enjoy things based on vibes and tone. If I watch something and I get good vibes, that's the thing that pulls me back in. So that's probably my answer. What about you? For me, actually, I think um, going with the strongest memories I have here, and this may have also been something that I've said on the show before, so I do apologise, but it's sort of twofold. I would say probably Bad Wolf Parting of the Ways. Specifically, either the next time trailer at the end of Bad Wolf, because I remember being absolutely freaked out by that. Yeah. What was going to happen? How? I was so excited. Um, And I was so sad that I was even quoting the next time trailer. Or I... Just I adore the Rose, the Doctor, Jack visiting the Dalek Emperor. That is amazing, and I love that scene still, as I'm sure you probably heard if you listened to uh, our Parting of the Ways episode. That whole scene, I just have living in my head memories of watching it as a child, and um, as I'm sure I mentioned before, recording it onto videotape as well, so I could watch it again and again at my leisure. Um, For me, though... That's that's all the show as itself, a moment, a quote. But actually, for me, probably, and I can't remember if I mentioned this, but um, uh, I I I started watching it because my uh, head teacher at the time was really into Doctor Who, and she was very excited about the new one coming out. And it was sort of her who, yeah, we had a special assembly on Doctor Who. She was that excited, so I watched it just because of that. Whatever watched it and then we always had quite a good relationship because I was other people watched Doctor Who but I was like into it I was enjoying it right and I talked to her about it all the time and I remember once and I don't know the context it 
would have been around series one because moving series one to series two is when I changed from infants to primary school. Um, and I remember, I remember getting called into her office one day. Uh, obviously, people thinking I was in trouble. Me thinking I was in trouble. I didn't really know what happened. I called into her office, went into her office, um, and I sat down, and she gave me about ten, about ten inch, twelve inch tall cardboard cutout um, of an uh, original Dalek design. Oh, amazing! Um, and I had it for a very long time in sort of weathered condition. And I can't remember what it was from. I don't think it had any writing on it. So it might have just been a promo or something. It might have just been a piece of merchandising. And I don't know where it went because even as I was sort of fluctuating being in and out of Doctor Who, it was something I kept a hold of because it was something that this woman had very selflessly gifted to me to metaphorically pass on the baton of generations of Doctor Who fans. Um... And I'd love to. I'd love to find it. It probably just got binned when we were moving house because I, I don't live in, I don't live with my parents anymore, but they don't live in my childhood home. So it probably just got tossed at some point. But yeah. that I think I remember specifically. You know, this woman who I don't know she was middle aged in her fifties, maybe. Yeah, gifting, gifting me something that she very clearly cherished and held onto for a long time. Um, because of her love of the show, my love of the show, and that was probably something that. I think, yeah, really sort of made me fall in love with it, made it part of my personality rather than just being something that I enjoyed watching on telly. That's really sweet. I didn't know that. I know. I was saving it for a good moment. Thank you for sharing. Um, and yeah, I felt that there's no better moment than in response to Carl's email because it's a good question. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, Carl. Thank you for making me upset. <laughs> Trauma dumping. Trauma dumping about yeah, the gift that I got that's probably gone now, but thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, no, we really appreciate it. Uh, like I say, I always enjoy reading emails. I love reading them at my desk. It keeps you from going bored. Carl, you're an amazing human being. You know what? This episode of Come Along Pond, before we get into it, is for Jackie Tyler. It's always for Jackie Tyler, isn't it? Yeah, it is for Jackie. Always for Jackie. This is for her. Jackie Tyler... This is for her. So today we are talking about Series 2, Episode 7, again by our unofficial count, which also includes Christmas Invasion as part of Series 2, but I know I haven't been keeping count properly, so stay mad, bro. Uh, it is called The Age of Steel. It was broadcast on the 20th of May, 2006. It was directed again by Graham Harper and written once again by Tom McRae. Damler. Mm. Big question up top, right there. Yeah. Big bright lights, capital letters, bold, italics, mm. yeah. underlined, impact font. What I gotta ask you is this. I know what I think this episode's about. I know what Google thinks it's about. I know what IMDB thinks it's about. I want to know what you think it's about. Well. It's criminal why I ever let you do that intro, by the way, because I'm so good at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are so good. Um well, what I think this episode is about 
is people. Stupid, brilliant people. That's it. Nice. It's a valid point. It's about people. It's about family. It is. And that's what's so important about it. Um, <laughs> what do I think it's about? Well, um, yeah, what do you think it's about? <laughs> I don't care, Elliot. I just don't care. You, you can, you can never, you can never see this at home. But uh, if Damon ever forgets to ask me the question, I just sort of, I lean in with my hand behind my ear, like I'm going, "Sorry, sorry," like that, and then what was um, that? And then she realizes, <laughs> uh, and she gets all flustered. Yes. <laughs> what this episode is about is an important reminder and lesson that if we unite, we show strength, we show solidarity, and we work together, we can overthrow. Our capitalist scumbag overlords. <laughs> yeah. 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 Workers Unite. Woo! Love it. Love it. So I have another question for you, which is... Yes. I want to know, how do you feel about the cliffhanger resolution right up top there? Uh, hate it, because I hate when cliffhangers get resolved immediately. Same. But also, I don't mind it too much in the using that one TARDIS part then kind of raises the stakes a little because you go, oh, but they had to use that thing to get home. Now what do they do? Yeah. But they resolve that pretty quickly. Um, yeah, I do like the effect of the beam bouncing between the... It's cool. The side Very cool. But yeah, we do, cool hate, sure. we do hate a convenient cliffhanger resolution. Hate it. Hate it. Listen to me, Adoranda. render. Um, it's great. Of course... I would be happy with it if they didn't blow them up, but it was yeah. just Mrs. Moore coming with the van. Because I do like that. So it's get away in my life. <laughs> I I did think that you know, as it's happening, I'm going, God, they are. There's no urgency here, but at least she draws attention to it. Yeah, and it starts. It's, it's great. It starts snowing. Gets all chilly. It's not snowing as they. I tell you away. what, I love the scene in the van. I love it so much. Me too, absolutely. We're um, all cramped in there. The red lighting. Yeah, like it feels. It feels like something out of a, a sort of a different sort of genre film, you know, like out of a heist yeah, movie agreed. or something. Um, and yeah, it's great to sort of catch up with them. As Pete says, it's very Scooby Doo. It is very Scooby Doo. But do you know what Pete also says? Mm. He basically admits to being the mastermind behind the entire operation of bringing down. Cybers Industries. And do you know what? That's a fucking power move. And also, I love the way he says, what, um, secret broadcast from Gemini? I'm Gemini. That's me. I'm Gemini. <laughs> it's like, I told you so. I fucking, you, don't mess with me, bitch. I'm Gemini. Oh, see, in, I love that. In that scene, though, personally, I love... Um, Ken is a pick-me and can't handle yeah. not being spoken about. So while they're talking about much more interesting things, he just pipes up with, I'm the Doctor, by the way, if anyone's interested. It's like, no one. No one's interested. There's bigger things going on. And then Rose's like, I'm Rose. Hi. Hi. <laughs> They've got to introduce themselves as a little, little duo. That's the name of my dog. <laughs> At least a caring staffer on my side. Ricky is London's most wanted. For parking tickets. <laughs> I. This thing with Ricky, right? I do have a note about the performance... Um, Mm-hmm. of Ricky. I do think that the whole thing of Ricky just frowning all the time to show that he's the hard one is kind of uninspired. Yeah. It's quite uninspired and I don't like it. Yeah. Uh like the change in voice is enough. Yeah, um I do like that at first I didn't like that Ricky and Mickey look the same, but in a way it's like playing on the idea of like having a parallel you like exactly like you. 
yeah. but looks exactly like you, but in personality is different. So that's quite cool. But I don't like the performance of Ricky because it's just frowning. And I still think it was very smart to name his parallel doppelganger Ricky as well because of knowing yeah. his assistance of calling him Ricky all the time. It's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, par- London's most wanted for parking tickets. Yeah. I agree, though. Yeah, I like that. He's like, yeah, oh, park anywhere I want, fight the system, that's me. And then Tim's like, yeah, good, I like that. Yeah, I agree with it. Yeah. I totally agree with it. Yeah, park anywhere you um, want. I have a question for you, mm-hmm. and it's probably, again, it's probably me being silly. Um, Obviously, Pete is Gemini. He is the main person who's trying to take down Cybus Industries. He is the main guy that the Freedom, the, um, the what are they call The Freedom Fighters. Yeah, as we're calling them. But the Freedom Fighters are listening to Gemini, and that's how they're getting their inside sources, and they realise it's Pete. But then why on earth did Pete and Jackie wear the real earpods? Like, couldn't pete have worn like fake ones and then made fake ones for jackie and give them to her or something mm. do you know what i mean yeah it's probably not taking your safety into your own hands really is it yeah but to me that always felt a little bit of a weird choice not gonna lie mm. i wonder though um for himself fair enough you probably wouldn't be able to get jackie and fake ones she's so proud of those diamond studded hand delivered by mr lumick see okay i would have understood if Jackie was the only one wearing the real ones, I would have got it because he needs to keep a low profile and they need to look like they're blending in. But with Pete wearing non... If he wore fake ones, that would have made more sense to me. Yeah. You but know? Yeah. But I guess a couple of people do, though, don't they? Because Mr. Crane wears real ones and then has to rip them out when the... Well, he's he's realising the dark side of his job while he's doing it. So it makes more sense for him to wear the real ones. You know, Pete... Is Gemini very cool? We love Pete Tyler on this podcast. Um, the stuff with Pete and Rose is very sweet. It's very yeah. sweet when they're when they're hiding behind the bins and they're like holding hands. Oh, that makes me cry every time. Yeah, especially because after the side men go as well, they're a bit like, oh god, I'm sorry about that. But they're like, no, but again, it's the subconscious thing. Like they don't know why they keep doing this. Like they they keep coming together. Well, Rose does, but he doesn't really understand it. I mean, I also like in the van, she's like, I knew you weren't a traitor. And he's like, well, make you say that. And she's like, well, just do. You know, I, just, I, know. I just did. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something I want to delve more into, which we touched on in uh, Rise of the Cybermen. But I'd like to talk about it now. Because obviously they all split up, which I actually quite enjoy. I like when they all kind of splinter off. That's quite cool. Um. And it's not just for the sake of it as well. I feel like there is genuine, really cool stuff going on in each respective storyline in the episode. So Pete and Rose are going to find Jackie to save her from being converted, which is very sweet. And, if, and Pete's like, "What? What? why do you care? And she's like, we don't have time. Let's go. Yeah. And she's like, Doctor, I'm going. And that's that. And he's just like, yeah. There's nothing I do to stop you. Nope. And then they have that really cute hug when they walk off and it's very sweet. Look, best pairing of the whole episode. I know we're going to talk about it. It's Mrs. Moore and the Doctor. She should be a companion full-time. Get get the Doctor of Miss Marple kind of, you know, murder-she-wrote companion. I'm begging you. I don't know how I feel about her death in this episode. It's cruel. It's exceptionally cruel. But I feel like she had so much more to give. I feel like she could have died later on. Yeah. Not in the not near the calling tunnels. We'll get to the calling tunnels. Oh my god, we will get to those. No, I'm just buggers. I'm just still thinking. I'm I'm just sorry. Can I not pitch you on Shooty Gatwa in a sort of like really 
refined and elegant sort of designer sort of riff on like a classic Sherlock Holmes outfit with a little old lady who's just really into solving true crime and thinks that she's like Angela Lansbury for a murder she wrote and they just travel around the galaxy together solving Very things. cute. Would watch. Would watch, would absolutely sign on yeah. every week for that. Yeah. But yeah, I do think <laughs> I do I do love their little pairing. Do you know what? Fuck it. Let's call let's talk about the calling tunnels now. Let's just talk about it. Let's just go there. Let's go there. It feels right in this moment. Let's just delve in. You mean one of the most wonderfully directed and creative scenes in the show? It's a great I mean, their chemistry as actors is incredible. I love that when they go down, he's like, you don't have to happen to have a hot dog in there. <laughs> I love... For all the things to wish for. Mecha- mechanically processed meat. Oh, I know, it's the Cyberman of food, but it's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, yeah. hot take, I agree with Mrs. Moore. Our hot dogs are nasty. They are gross. Yeah. yeah. Don't eat meat. Don't eat meat. But yeah, so they're going through the calling tunnels... It's honestly so scary because there's just this line of, like, you know, asleep Cybermen, Mm -hmm. you know, in quotes, asleep. And they're having very personal chat in the calling tunnels. We realise that Mrs. Moore's real name is Angela Price. Yeah. She took it from a book because obviously it is really silly to use your real name when you're doing stuff. She's got a husband, children... And she, and you know, she had because she worked for really cool little backstory. She used to work for Cybers Industries, and then she read one file she wasn't supposed to, and then they were she was on the run. I love her so much, honestly. Um, and I did some quick internet research to find out that she actually has passed away. Uh, Helen Griffin, who played her, passed in twenty eighteen, and that's um, sort of odd, oddly, oddly made me emotional and bowled me sideways just because I think she was just fantastic in this episode, and it's just really sad because. You know, she didn't have a particularly massive spanning career, you know, not someone that was a household name, and sometimes you just don't even realise. And it's such a shame, because she's such a good part of this episode. She's so good in it. She deserves So better. good. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so, really cool conversation. And then obviously they all wake up, because they, uh, the Cybermen realise that there was, like, someone in the calling tunnel, so they woke them up. Yeah, she trips the thing, doesn't she? Yeah. Terrifying. Also, we'll say though they would have absolutely caught her in that tunnel because she was being—they were being very slow on that ladder. It's very convenient as well that they tripped the thing just at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But it, it's still cool. And then you get that—that that, like really chilling bit where there's a Cyberman and you know she disarms him with that little thing that she has. You know, mm. good team, Mrs. Moore. Oh, Very good team. I love that as well because I love the I love that she gets an action hero line. She goes, Yeah, well upgrade this and then it's great. throws it. And then Ten does his best like what the hell was that thing? It's really his delivery is really bizarre for that. Love it though. Love it. Um and yeah, you get the Cyberman, you know, the emotional inhibitor, which basically stops them feeling emotions is broken. And uh, the person that was wrongly converted starts talking. Sally. Her name's Sally. And like, she's like, I'm so cold. Which when, when she says, like, where's Darren or whatever she says? Uh, Gareth. Gareth. Gareth, that's it, yeah. And then it's like, it's bad luck to see him the night before. He's like, oh. It's really sad. And then when the doctor's like, I'm so sorry, you sleep now. Sally. Sleep Sally. It's heartbreaking. A lot of people uh, in the fandom, just to bring the 
the tone back to being funny, I guess. Not funny, but less serious. It's a lot of people are like, oh my God, is that Sally Sparrow in the parallel universe? And it's like, that's literally not Sally Sparrow. What is wrong with you? Yeah, come on. Come on now. Come on. Two people called Sally must be the same person. Yeah, stupid. Yeah. Um, uh, no, yeah, it, and then yeah. obviously she gets wrongfully killed. You didn't have to kill her. Yeah, he sounds really, yeah. Which I agree. I fucking agree. I mean, I'm pissed off about it to this day. The um, a a line from um, last week's episode actually that I I would like while we're talking about the emotional inhibitor is when he's talking to Rose about Cybermen and then she says, um, "Why no emotions?" And then he goes, "Because it hurts." Yeah. But of course, all that comes into play with the resolution for the episode as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. But yeah, I don't. I don't personally. Personally, for me, for you, for me, I disagree that she should have been killed off later. I think it happens at a very appropriate time. I think it's right. You sort of learn all you can about her character. She kills a side man. She sort of has yeah. a heroic moment and then gets to go out. Um, but doesn't mean I like it. <laughs> you know. To be fair, actually, I will say one thing I like is that that moment of her dying and that moment of them doing what they did is the reason why they can stop the Cybermen full stop because they realise the emotional inhibitor is the key. Good team, Mrs. Moore. Yeah, and they wouldn't have known that unless she chucked that thing at the Cyberman to get it to... Works on computers, figured it would take down a Cyberman. Oh, you were right. Yep, absolutely. Good team. Very good team. So in terms of the Cybermen in this episode, I find the conversion centres very scary, very eerie. Obviously some of the effects don't hold up, but that's by the by. They're just um, big blades and needles. and Horrible. Yeah. Um, I will say one bit I love, and it still holds up for me, is there's a shot of a cyber helmet that comes down from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's she she she's real cute. She's real cute. <laughs> that shot is real cute. Love it. Something I actually hadn't really picked up on before, but I love in this. Mm. I think it was very clever, and even though it only really works or happens in this episode, it was really smart. Giving the Cybermen a kind of Davros figure, because mm. they have a lot of similarities. Yes. Davros obviously literally is dying. He's just meant to be very old. You know, builds himself an artificial eye to look out of. And obviously his more his obsession more is with winning war and building the Daleks to become the ultimate killing machine. But of course anyone who's worth their salt will know that uh, at the end of Genesis of the Daleks, Davros is exterminated by the very Daleks that he built because they are more superior than Davros. And I do really like that parallel, even to the point where they're both sort of in wheelchairs, they both have mobility issues, and they're both... Lumik isn't killed by the Cybermen, but he's converted by the Cybermen, and he doesn't want to be converted. He literally is afraid of his own creation. He yeah. is so... Because, you know, like, the Doctor's talking about like clinging onto life, you know, humans always want to survive. That is what makes us human. And to the point where, even though John Lumik, you know... These are his children, as he says, and they're his greatest accomplishment. Even he doesn't want to be converted. That says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, I just think it was really smart giving them sort of someone as iconic and whatever as their creator, as their creator, and say not wanting to go through the conversion process. Um, which I guess 
if we're we're jumping around different things, I've got to get your opinion on the design of the cyber controller, because I've got to say, big love from me. The sort of LED eyes, the exposed brain, the different voice, the throne. It's so good. I actually saw the cyber controller in person, <laughs> Flex, yeah. uh, at the Doctor Who exhibit that was at Earl's Court in 2008, I want to say. Whoever went there, you know, hit me up, let's discuss. Um, it was like my first big Doctor Who thing I ever went to and it was actually very good. Mm. Like to this day, I still have memories of that. It was very, very cool. And they had the cyber controller there, the, the actual thing that they used. And I have to say the throne is great. The only part of the design, oh, the brain is great, but the only design choice I don't like is the LED eyes. I do think they cheapen it just a little bit for me. They're very, but, they're very clearly LED. Yeah. But I love the exposed brain. I love the throne. I think the whole thing is really cool. It's almost like Lumix Cyberman form is way more emotive, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, fun. Okay, two fun, two fun facts. Love factoid. First, first fact. Just while we're getting back up, or just while we're talking about the throne and different things, uh, as a child, I had the John Lumick uh, cyber controller action figure that you could plug into the throne. Uh, had that as a toy, had it for a very long time. Uh, had the throne oddly longer than I had the Lumick figure. Uh, and I also had uh, the Cyberman voice changer helmet, but I had specifically the oh, cyber controller one. I wanted that one so bad. So specifically the cyber controller with the brain and everything. I um I tried on a Dalek one in a shop and it was very uncomfortable. They, I oh, say. I was just all I remember is it being very jagged, horrible, plastic, sharp, uncomfortable to wear. But I didn't care. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Got the Sideman helmet. Um, so yes, yeah, so a fun fact, you were saying about Lumix uh, Sideman voice being more emotive. So the voice is actually a combination of Nick Briggs and Roger Lloyd Pack. Great decision. For moments where he needs to be more emotive, it's Roger Lloyd Pack. And for moments where he needs to be more Cyberman, it's Nicholas Briggs. Incredible. 
very very inspired and it does it works add an air of humanity to that monstrosity it's so well done so yeah i love the i love the design love the design and in person it's even better i wouldn't know would i not easy is it <laughs> but that whole scene in the, that almost like the throne room if you want mm-hmm. to call it is great oh yeah it's it's gold i love a doctor monologue before we touch on that because that's most of this episode i feel like Oh, I've been captured. Don't worry, Rose and Peter's still out there. They'll rescue me. Oh, never mind. It's great. <laughs> Cyber Jackie. So that whole bit with Rose and Pete, first of all, them holding hands before they go in. Again, oh, be still my beating heart. Going to cry any minute yeah. now. Um, and then um, it's very it's very scary. Like They have to act like they're in, you know, they've been controlled by Cyber Industries um, and their ear pods are you know, working. And then obviously they see Cyber Jackie because that Cyberman hears them talking about Jackie, comes up to them, and then Pete realizes Jackie and goes, "You're not her. You're not my Jackie. What have they done to you? Oh, it's all very Eastenders, but it's very sad. It's very sad realizing that she's been converted. But you know what? Again, without fail, she's serving. C- <laughs> yeah, I, I, for me, for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes I don't like it when they do that with Cybermen, but this, it works so well with the story with Jackie. Um, mm. And it works with Sally because of what they're doing to her. The only time it doesn't work, Sally, is I think a Von Hartman's in Doomsday is a bit weird, especially with the oil teardrop. Bit odd, but. It is a bit odd, yeah, but we'll get to that. We'll get to it. Save it. Patience, my brethren. Um. Dalek Emperor quote. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it really works for Jackie in, in this scene. It's 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 nice. The context is nice and it's sad and I like it. But then, yeah, so they're all in that room and it's all kicking off. Do you know what I mean? And I love how the Doctor is like having that one-to-one with the cyber controller mm. and talking about people. People. His monologue is fantastic. It's great. Because you've also got that going on while then um, Mickey and Jake are up in the Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Mickey Mickey hacks the camera feed because he's uh, good with computers. But I'm glad that they brought that back, though. If they're going to bring it back, now is the time. I know. It's just the way he says right? it. He just like pushes Jake out of the way. He's just like, oh, I'm good with computers. It's like, no, you're not. You're not, Mickey. You're not. Mickey. Okay. Um, yeah, they're watching the camera feed. So obviously Ten's trying to feed them information, isn't he? But I love that. I love the way they are kind of talking to each other. That's quite fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and especially the way the way David goes, and of course my my particular favourite, send. send. Just the little. <laughs> I don't want the. It's a little arm stretch. Yeah. Send. Yeah. It's great, and then um. You know, it's the code to the emotional inhibitor to disable it, so the Cybermen can truly see their form and what you know what they've become, what they've been turned into. Um. And then you just get some epic action and it works and it's great. I think some people don't like this ending. So I think they feel like it's too convenient just plugging the phone in. But I really like how it brings all of the elements together. Everybody's plot thread is brought yeah. together with that phone being slammed into the dock. And it's even given an explanation as well by him being like, oh, all your devices are compatible where they shouldn't be. Because, you know. Yeah, it's, it's tying in together. First of all, this is all machinery. So a simple line of code 
could fuck up mm-hmm. a bit of technology. Second of all, cyber industries is all connected. It's all, you know, so that's on them. They were kind of almost destroyed by their own creation, which is really cool. Um, and again, that feeds into how they're destroyed at the end. It's all coming together. Um, it's, it's like poetry. It rhymes. Side note, side note, um, my uncle, when I was younger... Uh, he had Rose's phone, so that specific <laughs> slide-up phone. And I remember he used to let me just sit there and play with it because I used to be like, you've got Rose Tyler's phone. Oh, I, just... I was such a Rose Tyler girly, you don't understand. Cute. I mean, I still am, but... <laughs> um, yeah. I also like to watch as all that's kicking off, uh, Lumix a bit like, what's going on? And then I think this might be, not my favourite line, but my favourite delivery personally from David in this whole two parts of maybe the whole series yes. is he goes that's my friend at work good boys it's really it's great the way he says good boys is so bizarre it's great though isn't it that's my friends good boys <laughs> yes yeah, so then you get you get all the cybermen destroying themselves and then you get that really kind of i don't know if i like the shot or not it's the cyberman looking at oneself in the mirror and then 10 in the background just being like i'm sorry yeah i quite like it it's it's, it's all a right bit, it's a bit hammers home the point that we've sort of already gone over quite a few times by the by that point in the episode but it's a nice little moment it's what i think what makes me go "Eh," about it is i don't know why there's just a thin strip of mirror on that one particular console yeah (laughs) that's that's, a bit weird it's a bit weird yeah not quite working but it's fine um and then yeah so they're running off there's things are blowing up they're running it's great i'm living for it Woo 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 they get to the roof and then you get awesome jake and mickey in the zeppelin and jake's like you can't go any lower and mickey's like i'm not leaving them behind i'm not doing it and you just really feel his desperation and it's really epic really cool and then you know jake's like you cannot go any lower the balloon's gonna ignite we're all gonna just you can't and then mickey drops down the rope ladder and then p the doctor rose are climbing up it just want to point out, if that was me, I would have fallen off in 0.2 seconds. I would have been like, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I would not trust the rope ladder. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I, think I would Especially... have been fine mm-hmm. for the first bit. Like, I'd be, I'd be hanging on. I'm sure I'd be fine. But when the cyber controller goes on and then it all just goes, oh, and they're all, like, moving because the, the, the rope ladder falls a bit more because the cyber controller's climbing up it. Mm-hmm. That's when I would have fallen off because that jolt would have made me go. <laughs> and like Ten's climbing up the side of it as well. He's not even on the run. Yeah, he's oh. like climbing up the side so he can get up there with um, Rose. It's insane. So, something that I noticed only on this time watching it that I enjoyed, and I think it's because of doing the podcast, and I hope that you enjoy if you hadn't noticed it, uh, and if you had, fair enough. As they're uh-huh. running across the roof, of course, Mickey's talking to Rose isn't he, the whole time on the phone. He's being like, "Come to the roof." Uh, yeah, like uh, that. Um, I love it as they're running across the roof. And again, I don't normally like Mickey. Don't root for him as being the action hero. Don't support their relationship. But he does say down the phone to Rose, he goes, Rose, I'm coming to get you. Oh, it's great. And I do go, oh, I like that. It's not as good as Nine doing it, but... I love how the cyber controller is kind of climbing up the ladder. Mm-hmm. And like it's almost like Lumic being like trying to prove that he can do it. Mm. Yeah. I never really thought about it like that, actually. So, Mickey Smith Airlines saves the day. <laughs> Mickey Smith Airlines, please enjoy your flight. Complimentary juice, complimentary slippers, complimentary earphones, complimentary peanuts. Some of the products may contain nuts. That'll be the peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And then, you know, they save the day and they're all, you know, waiting outside the TARDIS and they have their little moment. Oh, also, I will say one thing. The cyber controller falling into the fire isn't actually the worst falling it's shot. It's a good falling shot. It's a good falling right. shot, finally. It's okay. And I think the fire helps. The fire in the bottom helps. Even if he gets way engulfed in it way too early. Um, yeah. Yeah, and his scream is quite good as well. It's like... No. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Murray, um, Elliot is up for hire, if you so wish. Yeah. So, then you get this moment outside the TARDIS. So Pete and Rose are chatting, and there's this really brutal line from Pete. Um, Rose obviously is like you know come and see inside and he's like no I can't I can't and he's like you know there's all these other factories out there they need to be shut down and I love that they've added that in that, that you know it's not over yet the fight isn't over there are loads of other cyber factories around the world and um, Rose calls him dad and he's like don't just don't and it's so brutal it is it it's upsetting but I think after everything that Pete went through, it would be too much to handle. And I'm glad that they Absolutely. didn't make it resolve because it works so beautifully for the end of the series that I love it. Yeah. It's it, yeah, it's it's obviously just a lot of him because he always always wanted kids probably, and then he's like, Oh flipping heck. I'm really not ready to talk about No, let's not talk let's not go there. Let's move on. Let's quickly move on. Um then you get Mickey and Rose. Now, here's the thing. I've shat on their relationship from day one. We both have. Make no mistake. Did I fucking well up at this scene? Oh, boy, yeah, I did. It's Rose crying. And I, I wrote it down again because it wouldn't be like a, a favourite a favorite line, but it was just very sweet. When she's, she's really crying. And she says, me and you all that time sitting there thinking about what we'd do one day. We never saw this happening, did we? That's the bit that made me like. I actually started like tearing up, and I was like, "This is what makes those companions human beings. You know, it makes them characters." You can imagine Rose and Mickey as kids sitting in the Powell Estate, just like playing pretend like Star Wars or something. I don't know, or like you know, just chatting about what they're going to do or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Not that Rose has ever said that she's a Star Wars fan, but you know what I mean. Like just playing, messing around. Do you know what I mean? And Yeah. yeah, it's very. Very emotional. And, you know, Mickey staying behind makes sense. But you can see that Rose is obviously feeling very guilty. She probably feels like she's neglected him quite a bit. Mm. Um, yeah, but Mickey just like, I'm staying. This I've, I found a purpose, you know. I will say, though, the ADR in this scene is painful. Painful. No, I can't, can't say I noticed. I really I, noticed it. But I think I was too... Maybe because none of the lines were as crisp as... Further than we've ever gone before. Oh yeah, that whole thing. Um, sorry, Jesus you know I love saying that. Yes, love it. Um, yeah, I can't say I personally noticed. I did, but then again, I'm nitpicky. Um, further than we've ever gone before. Further than we've ever gone before. Uh, and then, you know, Ten and Rose, they, they say bye to Mickey. It's very, very sad. And um, Ten calls him Mickey the Idiot. Yeah. It's Mickey the and you know when oh and also another little moment when Ten tells Jake to spread the word well not spread the word but tell Angela's family that she died saving the world yeah it's very awesome. cool yeah 
Um, and then, you know, when the TARDIS is dematerialising and he's like, Jake, come and see this. That's the Doctor in the TARDIS with Rose Tyler. Now that's when you use a cheesy line. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Brilliant. Fantastic. And I love the bit in the truck as well with, you know, um, not Ricky. I was going to say Ricky again. Mickey. Mickey. Ricky's okay. dead. Mickey and Jake. And he's like, do you think there's Cybermen in Paris? Yeah. Where else goes Paris? Let's go live right Paris. What? You and me in a van. Yeah. I want to save the universe in a big yellow truck. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it so much. And then obviously we spoke about this in part one. Ricky and Jake were actually going to be written as a couple and they are extreme. I'm sorry, when Ricky died. Yeah. You're telling me that that was just a friendship? You, no. you're nothing you are. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, the, yeah they definitely were lovers. And what I love at the end, something I forgot about personally that happens is the Doctor and Rose visiting Jackie. I just, oh... My little heart. Only thing. I, only thing I didn't like about this, and this wouldn't be a this wouldn't be a nitpick at the end of the episode because I have a different one for that. But mm. come on, Jackie's using the hot tap to fill up the kettle. Come on, come on now. Come on, use cold water then boil it. Come on, come on now. But yeah, that whole scene is lovely. Very emotional, especially when Jackie's where's Mickey? He's, he's gone home. Oh. He's gone home. Oh. <sighs> But yeah, I love that she's she's got very normal reactions to that as well because Rose is like, oh, it's you, you're still alive, and she goes, yeah, last time I checked. Because usually Jackie says that to Rose. Yeah. And also, I love the way that Rose is almost clinging onto Jackie, like clinging onto her, like you're here, you're, oh yeah, oh it makes me really emotional. Yeah. Wow. What an episode. What an episode. As per usual, we're going to ask some questions to each other. Hmm. Damler, what is your standout moment from this episode my standout moment from this episode was without a doubt rose and mickey reminiscing about their childhood that last little scene outside the tardis that's my standout moment for sure because it made me cry lovely choice yeah lovely. what about you what was your favorite moment what's your standout moment my standout moment and i didn't actually get a chance to talk about this during the episodes so i'm very happy is when Mickey and Ricky are hanging around together and they reach that fence they're climbing over and Ricky dies, gets electrocuted yes. on the ankle. There's that amazing shot. Noel Clark like, hops over the fence and it's all, you know, the music's been swelling, it's been building and there's obviously Ricky screaming and you know, the other side men saying delete and he hops over the other side of the fence and he looks through the chain link fence and there's just that like group of four or five side men just stood there, silent, just looking at him, no no expression, nothing. And then Mickey just sort of nods his head and runs away. And it's so creepy. It is creepy. Because they are just stood there, and that's such good direction. But then also, how did the Cybermen not break through that gate? I don't know. Wait. Logic, innit? Way to ruin it for me, Tamla. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's just I, that did that did cross my mind once or twice. I assume it. I mean, I, I always just I assumed it wasn't like a, oh we can't get you more of a like or like a weird power play thing. Like it's quite. Oh, okay, I mean, it fair, might not fair. be, but it's quite menacing. I always like I always yeah. read it as being like a quite a menacing sort of. It is very menacing. No, yeah. it is. It is hundred percent. Um. 
What's a moment that didn't work for you? This is again a nitpick. Mm-hmm. Ricky's characterization. I think it would have been better if we got more of that backstory with Jake and Ricky. Because again, I am a Ricky and Jake shipper first and foremost. Uh, you know, just him frowning all the time being, you know, it's just annoying. Mm. But again, that's a nitpick and it doesn't bother me that much. Fair. What about you? <laughs> Mine's also a nitpick, but I can't unsee it since I noticed it a couple of years ago. Yeah. Which is right at the end. Uh-huh. As the van drives away in the sort of wistful yeah. ending, just as it goes to pan up into thing to look at the stars. Jake and uh, Mickey are leaving uh, London, right? Sort of they're right near they're right near the Thames there, aren't they? There's a massive sign that says welcome to Newport. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else, but I did not notice that. There is a massive whatever bus depot whatever is there, they're filming outside. There's a massive sign next to them that says welcome to Newport. And oh, I feel like dear God. I know that was I an know, oversight. We all know that they don't shoot in London, but making sure that you literally don't film next to a sign that says "Welcome to Newport" <laughs> is probably quite major. And every time I see it, I just go, "Ah, oh, come on, <laughs> Lord above!" Yeah. What did you think I was going to say for that scene? I thought you were going to say that little shooting star in the sky. I mean, it's a bit cheesy, but I don't mind it. Like it's yeah, yeah. it's a little cheesy. There's all pan up to space, but it's quite hopeful. But yeah, no, yeah. I just love that every time I see it, I always go, oh, welcome to Newport. That's a very fair point. Yeah. What's your most doctory moment, darling? Oh, cliche, but it's got to be the monologue to Lumic. Like, I don't know, there's so, men, there's so many, you know, I could pick him helping Sally and everything else, but I just love the swaggering around the room, hands in the pockets, delivering information to Mickey and Jake. And send is just... Send! Good stuff. What about you? For me, it's the doctor admiring Ricky's parking ticket rebellion. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Without a doubt. Good. I, I respect that. What is your favourite quote, Damla? Well, I have three answers. Let me explain. Okay. I have one jokey one. Mm-hmm. And I have one slightly jokey one. And then one serious one. Okay. Hit me. And you know what? I'm also a co-host on this podcast, so I can say what I fucking want, all right? I, I basically do two every week now. Except, actually, for you this do. episode, I only have one. But... Insane. Yeah, we balance each other out. My first quote, my first favourite quote is when the Cybermen say, we feel nothing. Because same. <laughs> 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 no, okay. So the two that I actually picked, first one is, you're making this up as you go along. Yeah, I do, brilliantly. <laughs> Also very doctory. Very doctory. And then my actual proper favourite quote is, a metal earth with metal men and metal thoughts, lacking the one thing that makes this planet so alive. People. (laughs) Stupid, brilliant people. (laughs) That is lovely. Go on, David. Love that. It's got that sort of air of new earth about it. uh, Yeah. Completely alive. Completely alive. Yeah. What about you? Mine is actually is also actually quite a serious one to be fair. Uh-huh. It's when um Lumic's going to be converted and he's resisting, you know, and he's saying he's saying, Oh no, no, I said I will only upgrade with my last breath and then that Cyberman says, Then breathe no more. Oh that's a good one. Well done. I heard it, I was like, Oh, that is fucking hardcore. That's chunky, I like yeah. that. I will only upgrade <laughs> my last breath, then breathe no more. Iconic. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Full of beans. (laughs) 
The boys. <laughs> <laughs> what a naughty lady done to you. Uh, <laughs> and with that particularly crunchy piece of quoting, Damla, as you know, when we do two-parters, and as you know, because you do know, because why would we forget uh, the format of our own show, um, when we do two-parters, <laughs> it's not like we only did a two-parter like a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah. When we do two-parters, we save the ranking of episode one till the end of episode two. We give our ranking for episode one, or the score, should I say, the number for episode two, and then we give the overall two-parter a score out of five. So indeed we do. What would you give Rise of the Cybermen out of five? A very easy four for me. Mm. What about you? Four, definitely. I uh-huh. was was teetering on higher, but again, I know there are episodes that are coming in this very season that I would give a five. And exactly, are they yeah. comparable with Rise of the Cybermen? Not quite. Yeah. What would you give the Age of Steel? I think I'd give it a four as well, you know. Yeah. Quite solid. I just feel like this two part they flow beautifully together, and it's great. It's great. Mm-hmm. What about you? Four, easy. Um, because I, I I watch actually I watch part one on its own quite a lot. Yeah. It's not very often I watch Age of Steel, but I forget how good it is. And I like the sort of part one is the 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 very slow tense build up to part two's kind of action thriller. Yeah. episode but they both complement each other really well everyone's on top form the score's giving yeah. all the extras all the side characters everything the writing is on form it's having fun yes it's great yes and i love that we love this because i know lots of people don't like this two-parter and they don't like the cybermen and i just want to say you hate fun you hate fun um but yeah so overall we give this two-parter a four then oh yeah easily yeah, yeah. great lovely stuff Perfectamundo, word I've never said before and hopefully never will again. <laughs> so once again, that brings the curtains down on another wonderful episode of the Come Along Pond podcast. I hope you had fun. I certainly did, and so did Damla. I can see my smile on her face there. She's checking her mobile phone. So we have many things to get through in the wrap-up, which is why I always try and do it very quickly. You can support the show on Patreon. We have the lowest tier that Patreon will allow possible. It is £3 for that you get a shout-out on the show. And deserving of a shout-out this week are our current two Patreons. That is Lewis and Transgirl Aubrey. We really appreciate their support. It means the absolute world to us. However, you can support us any way you want to. You don't have to send us money. I wouldn't encourage it because I don't want you to feel like you have to. You can support the show by doing what you're doing now, which is listening to this. That's what I assume you're doing anyway. You can continue to rate us, engage with us on different platforms, such as our TikTok. That's right, we have a TikTok. It's at Come Along Pond Podcast. We post loads of great things over there. Clips from episodes, little fun bits, little roundup stories. You'll always know when an episode's coming out if you engage with us on TikTok. It's a really fun little community over there. You can always comment your thoughts on videos. We'll always engage with you. So you can also follow us on Instagram. We are over there at Come Along Pond Podcast. It's probably the platform we are most active on so if you want to get updates about the show that's probably your best bet uh we post fun little stories little different things there are reposts of our tiktoks over there as well so if tiktok is not your bag and you're old like me you can access it through instagram you can also dm us and we will probably reply the account is hosted by both me and damla so we will send you different things depending on who you get uh you can follow us on twitter it hasn't been updated in a little while but we promise we are getting to that we're on Twitter there at ComeAlongPondDW. If you want an email read out like we did at the start of the show from our lovely friend Carl, you can email us, ComeAlongPondPod at gmail.com. You can do anything you want. Just tell us you like us. Tell us you hate us. Ask us some questions. We don't mind. The email is there for 
everybody. We also have episodes accessible via YouTube. Just type in Come Along Pond Podcast. It is really easy to find us over there. We are updating that with episodes as we speak because that has been inactive for a little while. We are on Apple. We are on Spotify. And we are so grateful for your listening. So, download, of course, as per usual, it has been so lovely talking to you. And to you, my darling. And can you believe that we're going to finish this and in about an hour and a half, it's power of the Doctor time. It's insane. Again, we don't like to stay episodes, but it's just so exciting we can't help ourselves. Yeah, it's it's going to be funny to hear this again in November when it's all happened, all out of the way. But power yeah. of the Doctor today. But yeah. yeah, it's been lovely talking to you, honestly. I enjoy it so much. Uh, all those people Same. sending emails all the time saying, you know, oh, you help me get through my work day. Oh, you know, you do this, well, whatever. That's what you do for me. If I could send you an email telling you about how much you and doing this podcast helps me get through my stressful day of work, I really would. Same. Honestly, I just love it so much. It makes me really happy. Me too. Always highlight of my week. And incidentally, it has been lovely talking to all of you at home as well. We hope you enjoyed it. And... We'll give you air from our lungs. <sighs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Now. Bye. Take care. See ya. See ya. Oh, you didn't have to end it. <laughs>